Welcome to another Pandemisode of Music Raygun. I am Paul Ciampanelli. Uh, my apologies, because we had some technical difficulties when we were recording this episode, we had to lose the first few minutes that we recorded, uh, hence I'm recording this intro separately. But uh, no big deal. Uh, as soon as I'm done talking here, we're going to jump right into the episode with the Don't At Me segment, and then you'll hear me and Kirk talking to each other like normal. So, sorry about that. Thank you, and here's the episode. Let's get into Don't At Me. Don't At yeah. Me, of course, is the part of the show when Kirk and I each say a hot take or an unpopular opinion about something in music, but we don't care about anyone else's opinion, so please don't at us. No. Yeah. Um, uh, do you want to go first? Why don't you go first? Sure. I will go first. This is... My take. Amy Grant's Baby Baby, Every Heartbeat, and House of Love are all bangers. So if you put her name in your mouth, do so with some motherfucking respect. Don't at me. You're goddamn right. Thank you, Paul. You are god... I had Heart in Motion on cassette. <laughs> When I was in fourth grade, and I still stand Amy. I mean, she's great. She is underrated. <laughs> Dude, you know, there was a time when I was nine and I thought she was great, and then I got a little bit older and I was ashamed to admit that I owned Heart in Motion on cassette. And then I came back around. I'm like, you know what? No more guilty pleasures. I fucking love Amy Grant. I don't care who knows. <laughs> yes. Yes. You are goddamn right. Oh, 100%. Is, is that album, does that <laughs> album have Baby Baby and Every Heartbeat or just? Yeah, no, that's the one with all, yes, that's the one with the hits. Cause she was, cause she was um, a Christian yeah. musician. And then she put out Heart in Motion, which was, um, you know, purely secular, and she became a big star. And I remember she was always, like, conflicted about that because she was still Christian, and she still made Christian music. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, she was she was more well-known for her secular stuff, and uh, she's, I mean, I, th I think she still records mostly as a Christian musician, but Heart in Motion was her big secular and good for her for being like, you know what, let me take a swing. Yeah. Yeah. And she killed it. No, she was great. I still remember the videos. Very 1991, yes. 92. Um, yes. She was cute as hell. Great pop songs. I'm with you. Yep. Stan Amy Grant. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Let me ask you one quick question. Sophie's yeah. Choice. Baby, Baby, or Every Heartbeat? Uh-huh. Okay, let me let me look up Heart in Motion because it might not be either of those two. I can't okay. remember the name of the other not as big a hit that I think I liked better. Uh, good for me. Oh, I gotta hear that. That was the one. <laughs> I liked. Oh, I good bet you're complimenting you yourself. Remember that one? I don't remember that one. No, good for me is the name of the song. Oh, yeah, wow. that was the leadoff on the album. Uh, but between Baby Baby and Heart in Motion... Every Heartbeat? Uh, I mean, uh, Every Heartbeat. <sighs> Without re-listening to them, because I haven't heard either of them in years, but my gut's telling me Every Heartbeat. Ah, uh, me too! All right, yeah. Uh, I'll just say that that's it then. That's great. So we can agree. And, I, you know, I feel like we're probably not alone in this, but most people are, <laughs> are maybe sneering at us. 
but I'll stand back to back with you on that hill and fight off anyone who has a problem with us loving Amy Grant. Goddamn right, man. I'll fucking throw down. Yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. Um, all right. Now, now here's my don't at me. Frank Zappa music. Frank Zappa's music is the baseball of music. And by that I mean anyone who's not a man at least 60 years old who claims to be a fan of it, I don't believe you. I think you're, you like more the idea of being a fan than you actually like the thing. Frank Zappa is the baseball of music. Don't at me. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. If you're if you're a guy that's young, especially if you're really young and you're like, yeah, I really dig Zappa, man. I'm really just digging his stuff. I'm like, dude, you want to, you want to dig Zappa, but you don't. No, you really, you really that into his like over overly composed xylophone solos about <laughs> toilets or whatever he's saying about like. You really int- you really think that's great, or do you just like the idea of being a Zappa fan? Exactly. I don't think so. Because I've been there. I tried to like Zappa. I wanted to get into Zappa, you know? Because mm-hmm. I think he's, he's really interesting, especially as a... Pro- I mean, he's insufferable, but I think he's really interesting. And there is a huge part of me that, like, wants to be a Zappa fan, but I just can't. You know, <laughs> um, so I'm taking down Frank Zappa in baseball and one don't. I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 share with you and they take both are boring. Yeah, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of much ado about nothing. Agree, hundred percent. Although I guess the difference is with Zappa, there really is much ado. Like it's so busy, his music is so overstuffed. And baseball, of course, is the most boring thing <laughs> yes. in the world because nothing happens. You can't say that there's nothing happening in Zappa's music. It's more the opposite. There's just too much going on. Like oh, it's a it's yes. a xylophone yes. and a solo for five minutes, and then here's like a kazoo solo, and it's like all right, Frank. <laughs> We yeah. get it. You're a composer. Yeah. Good for you. You're a genius. Congrats. Yeah. Well, he is. I, I mean, he is. I'm not questioning his no, talent. Not at all. Talent. He's completely unique and uh, a virtuoso talent. But as I've said many times before, virtuosity to me is often more of a turnoff than than anything else. So. No, I want to accept his music. Agree. I'm, I'm, I find him very interesting. There's a new documentary about him that I really want to watch, but uh, can't can't get into the music. Can't do it. Yeah, nor nor I, nor I. I don't even like Valley Girl. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, that's it for Don't At Me. Now it's time for Listener Mailbag. We got mail from a listener. It's not Uncle Mark. We have other listeners, it turns out. Yes, yes, yes. Um, It's from my friend Sarah Maccabee, who listens to the show. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. She sent me... Well, she texted me at first. And then she was saying a lot of interesting things, but at the time I had... um, 
uh, like a video chat that I had to get to. So I said, Sarah, I'm really interested in what you're talking about, but I have to go. Please send me an email with everything you're talking about. So she emailed me about Zydeco. Now, I want to be very clear. She is not adding you. She's not <laughs> adding you because nothing I'm about to read is specifically in response to your opinion. Mm -hmm. It's just background on Zydeco. So I don't want you to consider this um, a redress okay. or, or an at, okay? Sure. Um, but she had a lot to say in response to what you said. <laughs> because in the sense that, what was the movie? The Big Easy? The Big Easy, you said yeah. You watched? None of the music on the soundtrack to The Big Easy is Zydeco. Ooh, it, it is, I it is not New, know. It is New Orleans music. It is New Orleans music. And it's related to Zydeco. But she she broke down a lot of stuff, and this is what's a learning experience for me too. Sarah is very smart; she's much smarter than me, and she knows more about music than either of us. Uh -huh. So um, she wanted to say some things about music from Louisiana. She's not from Louisiana; she's from Florida, and she lives in Austin. Um, but she knows what she's talking about. So she said, the thing about Louisiana is there are distinct pieces of its culture that are often conflated. And she thinks most people use terminology like Cajun, Creole, New Orleans, Zydeco interchangeably. And while they certainly overlap, they're separate and have roots in different regions, ethnic groups, or whatever. So she says, this is broad and imperfect, but bullet point number one, Cajun refers to the, Arcad to the Acadians, French-speaking white folks who came down from Canada. They lived in Acadiana, which is a region distinct, uh, a, a distinct region that does not include New Orleans. Their classic breakfast is a boudin, which is a sausage, and a Dr. Pepper. Their music comes directly <laughs> from the Canadian traditions and is usually fiddle forward. When you see white people clogging and shit, those are Cajuns dancing to Cajun music. Examples are Doug Kershaw, the Ragin' Cajun, Hank Williams' Jambalaya is Ersatz Cajun. And there's a good episode of Cocaine and Rhinestones related to this. That's that country music podcast that was a big hit a few years ago. Bullet point number two, Zydeco oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is a much newer form of music from the 20th century made mostly by Louisiana Creoles who come from, fr from a French, actual French, not Canadian, and multiracial background, including descendants of enslaved Africans, indigenous people, etc. Music-wise, these are mostly French-speaking black folks, and there's a lot of crossover with R&B, jazz, blues, and other black music forms. It's music for dancing. Zydeco is bops. Examples are Clifton Chenier, the king of Zydeco, but there's a lot of geographic and cultural crossover with Cajun music, so you get stuff like the Chenier version of Jolie Beyond. I don't know if I'm pronouncing these things right. I'm not a French speaker. Which is very classic Cajun waltz thing that sounds like soul slash R&B when he does it. Bullet point number three. New Orleans music is its own thing, and usually people are thinking of some combination of different jazz forms, second line slash brass band, R&B, funk, blues, and soul. The Nevilles, the Meters, the Marcellises, Dr. John, Irma Thomas, Louis Armstrong, Fats Domino, and stuff like that. Professor Longhairs' Tipitina is probably the most quintessential New Orleans song and is included on the soundtrack of The Big Easy, or Do What You Wanna. And then, obviously, New Orleans has bounce and sludge metal. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Those are those are two different genres, of course. But I'd like to see bounce and sludge metal combined. That would be interesting. Um, so she just wanted to clear that up. So now all that having been said, I will say in your defense. You probably won't like any of that stuff. Like, I don't think it's going to be like if you listen to Zydeco now, like actual Zydeco, you'd be like, oh, yeah, this is great. I actually love this. No, I don't think that's what she's saying. No, but, 100% uh, that won't happen. No. Uh, she had a lot of knowledge about this. Oh, my God, so yeah. I figured, yeah. I so, will say It's not this. actually Zydeco on that soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I... I think, yes, and I'm glad she brought that up, because they mentioned Zydeco in the movie. They're like, oh, let's go listen to some Zydeco. And so I'm blaming the movie. <laughs> well, maybe she's wrong about that. She told me she looked, she checked out the soundtrack, and she didn't see anything on it that was Zydeco. I'm taking her word for it. I certainly don't know, and I also didn't listen to the soundtrack or anything, but... Um, I'm sure none of it would thrill you anyway. No. But you're on record. Like, you don't like reggae. No. You don't like Zydeco. Is there, like, a, a world music or folk music that you do like? Not folk I'm calling music. You out. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a world music. No. No. No? Nope. Fair enough. Just not for me. But I just, I thought that that breakdown of New Orleans music traditions was so thorough and so interesting that I wanted to read her email. Oh, well, that was, that was great. That was great. And the yeah. Big e, the Big Easy was wrong. Yeah. And based on what she's saying, I'd probably be more interested in, in checking out Zydeco than, than like traditional Cajun music. Oh yeah. And New Orleans music. Uh, which seems like she's saying it's mostly just like, you know, pop and an R&B from New Orleans. Yeah. I know I already like because I love the meters and, and the Nevilles. And I can tolerate Dr. John. Mm. Um. <laughs> All right. Now let's get into our top fives. This is our new main segment while we are social distancing and recording during a pandemic. Every episode, Kirk and I uh, choose a topic for a list, and then we each independently list our top five items on that list. And our topic this week is top five hip-hop one-hit wonders. Yes, a good topic. It was one of those where it was an easy topic but at the same time, I kept going, damn, I'm leaving this out. Damn, I'm leaving this out. I'm leaving so much out. So that was the challenge. Yeah, absolutely. I have honorable mentions. I have as many honorable mentions. I have five honorable mentions. <laughs> I have three. In, in their own distinct categories. Oh, good. Hit them. Because I have... I have honorable mentions that are songs that wouldn't be on my list, except we've already covered them on the main show in past years, so there's no real need to talk mm -hmm. about them again. I've got honorable mentions that sort of duplicate something in my list, and then I've got honorable mentions that uh, artists who you think are one-hit wonders, but technically aren't, because they had other songs that you might not remember, but technically were Billboard Top 40 hits. Just in the interest of weeding it down to five, I'm not counting those. I'll say what those are first. Number one, one of my favorite hip-hop records of all time, Flavor In Your Ear by Craig Mack. It's so good, 
you can't even call it a one-hit wonder. It's that good. It's that it's, iconic I mean, that I almost don't even consider it. The only reason I'm not counting it, like I said, I had to pare down my list, and he had another record called Get Down, yeah, which I have that number good. 38. So he, remember Get Down? It barely cracked the top 40, but it did. So you can't technically call him a one-hit wonder. Correct. Which is good, because he deserves more. Poor Craig Mack gets, he's not really dunked on, but he was the first uh, act on Bad Boy. And then he immediately got overshadowed by Biggie yeah. and sort of became like an all-star. Absolutely. But f Flavor in Your Ear is great. Great. Yeah. The, uh, the other one in this category, this is a song that I have said is like my favorite song of all time. And if I didn't mention it, you'd be like, why isn't this on Paul's list? And it's uh, Lip Gloss by Lil Mama. Which feels <laughs> oh like my a one wonder. Yeah. Except she also had Shorty Get, Shorty Get Loose. Which was also a top ten hit. Oh, I don't know that one. So she's not. No, I know, right? But even even lip gloss only hit number ten. Shawty Get Loose was as big a hit, technically. Wow. But not as well remembered. Um, why don't you hit me with a couple of your honorable mentions? Okay. Two. I have three. Two because we already talked about them. One is Latrim. That's on mine too. Okay, I figured it was. Um, yep. Because yep. I mean, we, we cars that go boom we, by Latrim. We rightfully that's an honorable mention for yep, me. Rightfully so, because they're wonderful and they deserve they deserve their own. Yes. Uh, the other one was I know you love as well was uh, Skilo. I wish. Skilo, I wish. Yep. Yep. And then the Big final one. one, which I kept putting on and off, and then I just took off, was JJ Fad Supersonic. Yeah. I don't know that. <gasps> I don't know that one. It, supersonic devastating beats and rhymes. Oh my God, you're gonna love. You're gonna love this. I'm sending this to you. <laughs> maybe, maybe. As much as I love Funky Dividends, which was another one of my honorable mentions, uh, it inspired this topic idea. But we we've talked about that one plenty. Yes, I will send you JJ Fed Supersonic. That's late '80s. You're gonna be like, oh yeah, you're gonna like it. No doubt. I have no doubt in my mind. Okay. Uh, another one on my honorable mentions that we've talked about on the show before is I Got a Man by Positive K. <laughs> you love that song, rightfully so. I love that song. I yeah. feel like it's it seems like a novelty because it's got that weird thing where he records, you know, both part he records the woman's dialogue on it, like pitched up. And it's it's mm -hmm. it's a funny song, but it's also good. I think he's a good rapper and he never had anything no. close to another hit, but that's a great that's, record. That's legit good. And lastly, because, because I have another song on my proper list that's like a, a sort of a fad dance, I'm, I'm relegating this other one to an honorable mention, because even though it's a sentimental favor for me, it's not as good, and that is Da Dip by Freak Nasty. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. Put my hand up on your hip. When I dip, you dip, you dip. Oh, my God. Yeah. I have not thought about that, that song in ages. <laughs> oh, it's really good. But it's, uh, it's only ranking an honorable mention for me. Didn't crack my top five. That's a fair, that's a fair honorable mention, definitely. That's so funny. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but why don't you start the proper list? What's your number five? My number five. Hip hop one hit wonder. I you, you 
might know, and it's funny because you'll know the song, but I don't know if you'll know the rapper because I only know uh-huh. him for this song. I love this song. Uh, it's Back in the Day by Ahmad. That's my number five, too. <gasps> Fuck, I love when we do that. Back That's in the so day awesome. by by Ahmad Lewis. I'm so glad we finally have an uh, an overlap that's in the same position. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> that song Back in is the day great. when I was young and not a kid. I was young and not a kid anymore. Yeah, some yeah. days. Yeah, yeah. Such a good song. Mm-hmm. Never get tired Got of it. Teddy and, Pendergrass sample. Yep. Right. And just, and just the vibe of it, too, because it can be your age, my age, or like back in the day when I was young, I just didn't wish I was a kid again. Yeah. It, it, feels, it feels for every generation. There, there is one thing in retrospect that drives me nuts about it, though, whenever I hear it, because he's singing about, like, the first verse he talks about, like, back in 85 when I was in junior high. Yeah. You know, we used to do blah, blah, blah. And then the second verse, he's like, all right, now 87, 88, back in the day. This song came out in 1993 when he was, like, 19. So he's talking about eight years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like if a song came out now that was like, yeah, back in the day in 2012, yeah. I'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> back in, that's not back in the day. Like, yeah, 85 now seems like back in the day, but he was singing about it in 1993. It's like, come on, that doesn't count. You're still a teenager. You don't know what back in the day is. You're still young. You're still a kid. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because for him, that's back in the day. He's like, yeah, when I was, when I was 12, man, way back yeah. then so yeah it's so funny well, it's, I mean it is true when you're only when you're 20 years old eight years ago does seem like a while ago when exactly you're, when you're 38 it's like I was in my 30s then too. <laughs> yeah like it's the same thing I feel no different yeah like I, that, it's not that his song annoys me but if, if it were new now if a new song came out and was about back in the day and was reminiscing about something that happened in 2012 or 2014, I'd be like, I can't listen to this. this is too <laughs> yeah, I would too. But it, it's a great record. Great record. I love that we had it at number five both. Yeah. Um, I'll do my number four just because you already mentioned it. It was one of your honorable mentions. And I've talked about it a lot before, although we've never officially like looked at the music videos. I Wish by Skilo is my number four. I figured you were going to put that. I I can't wait to hear what your number one or two is because I thought that was one or two was going to be Skilo, so this is going to be interesting. <laughs> I mean, you know I love I Wish. Uh, I used you know the song. to the whole thing. I, I, I only know the first verse and, like, the first half of the second verse. It's been a while. But, uh, yeah, it's good. And he's like the ultimate one hit wonder because he basically quit like while it was still on the charts he basically quit music because he had all sorts of trouble with the record label and rights issues so right after it became a hit he was like ah I'm done with the rap game never mind and sort of took himself off the uh, off the map so that's all we got a Skilo but it's a great it's a great it's a great it's a great way to end too if you're like I'm gonna do one song fuck this industry here's I wish and you're like wow that's good and I love that it's self-deprecating because there's so little of that in hip-hop when when it's so frequently and classically about you know bragging on yourself 
for, for for there to be it's like the first big rap song i i know of that was like i'm a loser like it's like, i can't get any you know what i mean like i can't yeah. get laid i have a shitty car it's like yeah. <laughs> it's all yeah. his it's you know, it's the rap song that's relatable because always like I wish, I wish, and you're like, yeah, I wish too. So it's so good. Oh, yep. that's so funny. I really, oh my god, you're number two and number one. I'm going to be really interested with. Um, yeah. What's, my, what's your number four? My number four is a song I used to break dance to that I still love to this day. It's Nucleus's Jam on It. I think I know that. I it's don't recognize the, the name Nucleus, but Jam on it sounds it's, familiar. Yeah, Jam on is the one that's got like the distorted voice, so it sounds like a high pitched robot. Um, yeah. They rap about Superman, battling Superman. Um, Let me guess, 80, 1984 is my guess. Yeah, I think it's 8384, yeah. Yep. Yep. Jam on it. Jam on it. I said jam, 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 jam on it. And the best is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nucleus is spelled N E W C L E U S. Because they're new. Yeah. Clever. <laughs> yes, very clever. Still a great breakdancing song. Like, you can still, like, enjoy uh, breakdancing to it. I love it. Uh, I never get tired of it. It was the, it was the song to breakdance to back in the day. And I never heard any other song from them ever. <laughs> when was the last time you breakdanced to it? The last time I breakdanced to that song... Oh, uh, 2000. Okay. So 20 years. Because when was the last time you when was the last time you break danced? Period. Uh, this summer, because I put a video of it on Instagram. <laughs> nice. You just pull out, put out the cardboard, show the kids what you. Can I was do. just. It was like a Friday afternoon, like early middle quarantine, and I was bored. So I was like, I'm just gonna break dance and videotape it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm gonna put this on Instagram. So I did. So yeah, that was the last time I. I Pop and lock. Oh, I don't. I must have missed that. Did you do a head spin and everything? No, I don't do. I don't do floor stuff. I can only do. Uh, I. Uh, it's pop and lock. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, you should do a follow-up video with uh, Nucleus. Yes. Oh, I should, because they're great. Uh, yeah, perfect. Like you listen to it, and you're like, oh, this is for break dancing and nothing else. Yeah. Uh, okay, my number three. Takes us to the G Funk era. Ooh. This is a uh, a Snoop Dogg affiliated artist. Uh, I believe this record is from '93, maybe '94, and it's not even on an album. It was a single from the Above the Rim soundtrack. Have you figured out what it is yet? Yes. Yes. This is Afro Puffs. By the Lady of Rage. Paul, that's a jam. Terrible. It is such a fucking good jam. The Lady of Rage. If if she had had more hits, I think people would talk about her as one of the greatest rappers of all time. She is so powerful on that record. I love her. Like, that's all we ever got of her. She had one record. It was a yeah. soundtrack. I feel like... It got lifted a little bit. Like, the way that um, the Rockwell record has Michael Jackson on it, you know what I mean? Like, her record had Snoop on it, sort of on the hook. But 
she didn't need him. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I think maybe his involvement with the record got it some exposure, but she's awesome on it. And I will forever wonder about an alternate timeline where the Lady of Rage became more popular because that is an amazing record. It is an amazing record. I agree, too. You don't even need Snoop's input in it because, A, it's not that good, and he doesn't do anything. He just kind of does a hook. So it's not yeah, really needed. I mean, they get to put him in the video, and so, you know, at, when he was at the peak of his popularity, you get to promote it as, you know, Snoop Dogg's involved, but she didn't need him. No, no. And it is true. You wonder, like... She she could have been on like the Queen Latifah, MC Light level of just recognized yeah. great uh, female rappers, and that's why she was my number two, Paul. Oh shit! Yeah. My number three is your number two. That is correct. That number two was Lady of Rage, Afro Puffs. Great song. I will say one of my least favorite. Um, Af- like hip hop names. I think the Lady of Rage is a terrible, stupid sounding name that didn't do her any favors. But uh, but I love the record. Yeah, yeah, it could have been a better. It's it, it's a hard name to sustain. Yeah. Unlike Queen Latifah, where you're like, you know, you're in your 30s. I'm the Lady of Rage. You're like, well, okay. <laughs> it just sounds grandiose. Yes. Too like Game of Thrones. It's like... <laughs> Lady of Rage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, After, so she rocks rough and stuff with it. She her. rocks rough and go on with your bad self. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So good. So that was my number two. So mm-hmm. I will give. Oh, actually, I should give my number three. My number three. Yeah. Uh, I know you know it's the it's the most recent song for me on my list, and it's uh, uh-huh. it's it's Jaquan's Tipsy. Oh, I know it. Yeah, yeah. Everybody oh, in the yeah. club getting tipsy. It's such yeah. a good song. It has such a good beat. I never heard anything from him again, but to this day, I still no, listen to Tipsy. He- yeah, it was it's it's it was a huge hit and then he immediately fell off. And people like clown on Jaquan is not a good rapper. He's not a great rapper, but that's just such a banger. It's like a quintessential one-hit wonder. Yeah, it really is. It's a it's just a banger and I mean, I jog to that thing all the time. It's almost a hyphy song uh, for me. Uh, great, yeah. great tune, uh, great hook, and then yeah, never heard from again. Nope. Yep. Uh, but no, yeah, fully agree on that one. My number two, this is the one that knocked the dip off my list because this was a fad dance, and this is the newest uh, song on my list from 20, 2010 or twenty eleven, around there, by. Cali Swag District, their only hit, Teach Me How to Dougie. <laughs> Teach Me How to Dougie is it's so good. It's a good song. And I know people are like, because now it's yes. dated and corny. It's so good. No, I think it's old enough at this point where it's gone back around to like, okay, now I feel like this is good again. Like, I'm not sick of it anymore. 
I never even learned what the dance was. I just love it for. I love the beat on it. I love. It's like a posse cut because there's four of them. Yep. Two of them are dead now. R.I.P. I mean, that's that's part of the reason why they were a one-hit wonder because two of one of them uh, got murdered. Oh. Like a year after the song was a hit, and then the other one died of of sickle cell like a year after that. Both of them were in their early twenties. And so that was the end of uh, Cali Swag District. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Uh, yep. So, but they had Teach Me How to Dougie, which is an eternal one-hit wonder. So it's like, it's not the twist, because the twist had twist again, as we talked about last week. But it's like yeah. that, where you're like, it's it's a song for a dance that's stuck in time in, the, in a very specific period and won't go away. Yes, I, I mean I very I remember being in LA, so that would have been 2011. Uh, I don't know if it, came, it might have come on like late 2010, but I remember being in LA and that song was just everywhere. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. I love that you put because that it was it was that new. There were there were like all memes around it. Um, I remember someone like making an animation of the character Doug from the cartoon Doug. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Nickelodeon. And it was just yep. like an animation of Doug dancing to <laughs> teach me how to Dougie. Like shit like that. It was just, it was all over the place. But it, so that sort of, I think, propelled it to, like when you're meme status, you get hot real fast, but then you also get cheesy and annoying even more fast than you would if you were just overexposed on radio. But like I said, at this point, I think for me, it's gone back around to where I'm like, no, this is just an all-time classic now. I love Teach Me How to Dougie. I agree. And I bet you the farther we get away from it, the more it will be like, oh, that was a classic and not just a corny song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. I love that you put that on there. I really do. That's That tickles me. Yeah. That's a good one. All right, what do you got? My number one, this song still drives me crazy. I love it so much. It's one of the best one-hit wonder party songs I've ever heard. Let Me Clear My Throat by DJ Cool. Oh, yeah. I, I considered that for mine. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, that was always going to be my number one. I was like, oh, that's it. That's it right there. Yeah. So such a good party song. Never heard from that. And guy it's a again. live track. It's a live track. I know. Yeah. It's got Dougie Fresh and yeah. Bismarcky. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. When's that from? That's like early 90s. Right? That's like 93, I believe. Yeah. I don't know why I slept on it, but I never even heard that for whatever reason until I was in college. Oh, wow. Like, a, f a friend of mine was playing it when we were hanging out in college. I was like, what's this? He was like, how do you not know this? <laughs> I, was like, huh? I was like, it's amazing. I just never heard it before. <laughs> it, it was big, and then it just kind of disappeared, as most songs do. Once it had its course, yeah. it stopped and didn't really come back until, right. you know, much, much of the 2000s. Like, in the late 90s, you didn't really hear it that much. And I think as time passes, you hear it more and more now as, as, a, as a classic. Yeah, I mean, you nailed it. It's like such a party record. And I don't know anything about DJ Cool, but because it's a one-hit wonder and it's a live record, I'm like, how much recorded music did the guy put out? Or was he just like like a club DJ and they just happened to record this performance 
And is that why he's sort of a one-hit wonder? Is like, was he not really a recording artist? That's what I thought he was actually an actual DJ because he's not much of a rapper. Yeah, there's no real rap skill right. going on. So I thought he yeah. was a DJ. I thought he was a producer and a DJ that was just like, I got this. I got this thing. I'm gonna just gonna come out and say it and rap it. Let's get Bismarcky yeah. and, and Dougie Fresh and we'll kill it. It's almost like his his one hit wonder like it's almost like he didn't even intend it to be a record release. You know what I mean? It's just like a performance at the club, and he just moved the crowd so fucking good that they put it out. <laughs> He's like, Let's just put I hope that's the case because that's what it feels like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Great stuff. It's great. That's my number one. Uh, yes, my number one. We have already talked about. We have an overlap. Oh, another. It is. It's tips. Oh! Tipsy by Jay Quad. It's your number one. That's amazing. Tipsy by Jay Quad. It was never not going to be my number one, dude. I love Tipsy. <laughs> That's the, so the, good. The radio edit. The radio edit specifically, because it's it's usually you don't like the cleaned up versions of things, but we all know the radio edit ver- um, better because every time I hear the album version where the chorus is. Nobody in this bitch getting tipsy. It's not that it offends me, but it's like, no, this song is nobody in the club getting tipsy. So uh, specifically the radio edit. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. Great beat. Great beat. Uh, the qu- quintessence of St. Louis rap at the peak of St. Louis rap in the mid 2000s. Uh, the quintessence of a win hit wonder. Where it was just everywhere, and then the dude just disappeared. Yep. And and now he's now he's seen as sort of cheesy, um, but you can't deny that song. I here's here's a specific nugget for me. Back in like 2012 or 2013, when I was doing improv in LA, um, it, people used to have like intro songs to play them on before their. Uh, before their team would go up and mm-hmm. do a set, like during a show. And it's not that anyone was using this for an intro song, but before the show, they were just playing music in the theater, you know, before the show started. And I just remember them playing Tipsy, and it just got me, like, in such a good mood and so like, <laughs> upbeat. And then, and then my team was the first up that night, and it was the best show I ever did, or any like my team ever did. It was the best show we oh. ever had, and I credit Tipsy for because we were just like we were just straight up dancing to it while we were getting ready to go on. Like that song came on, and we were all just like "fuck yeah!" It was years <laughs> after it was a hit, but it's just an undeniable banger. Like Tipsy just got us hyphy, and uh, we had the best show we ever did. That's and like I don't remember any of the scenes that we did. I don't remember the content of what we did i just remember hearing tipsy that night in the clubhouse and then going up and doing the best set we ever did you just remember the vibe of tipsy yeah yeah i I always kind of associate that song with lip gloss in my head not because they they didn't come out around the same time or anything but i love them both so much and they have like sort of a similar beat yes really hard kind of but but um uncomplicated just hard beat to them so yes. i will often put them like next to each other on on playlists oh no that that works i'm gonna go even further that i also prefer the clean version yeah 
The, the clean version is the it's, one that I jogged to. It's the to. version we all know. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. the version we all know. Because I have both. Yeah, yeah I have both. Uh, in my in my playlist, and I was like, oh, the the Apple one's no good. I I, I got rid of it. And just stick with the clean one. Yeah, like I said, it doesn't. It's not offensive to me that he says bitch. It's just jarring to the ear because you're not used to hearing it. You're used exactly. To everybody in the club. Yeah, it sounds better. That so way. it's just kind of it just kind of takes you out of it when you're like, oh, this is a different version than what I'm expecting. Agreed. It's like uh, Black Eyed Peas. Not that I like the Black Eyed Peas, but their big hit, Let's Get It Started. Everyone knows that. But the album version is, well, this one actually is offensive because the real version of the song is yeah. Let's Get Retarded. Yeah, it's just dumb. It's like, yeah, I don't want to hear that. Yeah. It's not the version that was all over the radio. Yeah, I'm not gonna, it's not what my ear is expecting. Yeah, to hear. I'm not going to play that in my car. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, Tipsy by Jim. Oh, that's great. I feel bad for him that he was a one hit wonder. But uh, I remember a couple years ago, uh, Kanye said it was like his favorite record of all time. Like it got some recognition, and, and they like interviewed Jay Quan about it. He's like, "That's awesome that Kanye <laughs> likes my record." That's great. Uh, that's yeah. great. I love that we had so much overlap for the first time. That was great. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like you said, it was actually kind of a hard list to do because there aren't that many one-hit wonders in hip. Mm-hmm. I was surprised at how kind of few there were. I don't know, the genre just doesn't lend itself yeah. to one-hit wonders that much. Yeah, or and then you're just like, well, which one do I play? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's plenty yeah, of crap. There, there are a lot of cheesy ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. The, the real good, the golden stuff, you had to, you had to really decide. Yeah. But that was awesome. That was a fun one. Yeah. That was wicked fun. Yeah. Um, I've got an idea for our next one. I'll pitch it to you live right on the show. Fuck yeah, pitch it to me live. Like it, I'll just I'll just edit it out. <laughs> have you gotten Have you gotten into your Spotify uh, 2020 Wrapped yet? That's so funny. I haven't because I've been wanting to save it. But no, I'm going to. I haven't yet because I want to save it. Why, but yeah. Why don't we for our next episodes top five do our top five most listened to tracks of the year i love it and it's a great way to close out the year the year uh, yeah yeah, fuck yeah. yeah paul you so did it again have, yeah that's what we'll do we we spotify at the end of the year for anyone who doesn't know gives you a recap of your listening habits for the year so if you use spotify it makes a playlist of your 100 most played tracks mm-hmm. we'll do our top five for our year-end episode Oh, a great idea. And we don't you have already, to You already know mine because I put it on Instagram. I put mine <laughs> I know. on Instagram. I, I did glance over it. it. So now i got to not look at it so I can, and, uh, so I yeah. can be refreshed when it's next time to do recording. Yeah. But that'll be on our next episode. So uh, we'll see you all then. Thank you and bye. Bye.